The Tragedy of Macbeth by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act three. Scene four. The same. A hall in the palace. A banquet prepared. Enter Macbeth, Lady Macbeth, Ross, Lennox, Lords, and attendants. You know your own degrees. Sit down. At first and last the hearty welcome. Thanks to your majesty. Ourself will mingle with society and play the humble host. Our hostess keeps her state, but in best time we will require her welcome. Pronounce it for me, sir, to all our friends. For my heart speaks they are welcome. First murderer appears at the door. See, they encounter thee with their heart's thanks. Both sides are even. Here, I'll sit in the midst. Be large in mirth. Anon we'll drink a measure, the table round. Approaching the door. There's blood on thy face. <laughs> Tis Banquo's then. Tis better thee without than he within. Is he dispatched? My lord, his throat is cut. That I did for him. Thou art the best of the cut-throats, yet he's good that did the like for Fleance. If thou didst it, thou art the non-pare. Most royal, sir, Fleance is scaped. Then comes my fit again. I had else been perfect. Whole as the marble, founded as the rock, as broad and general as the casing air. But now I am cabined, cribbed, confined bound in to saucy doubts and fears. But Banquo's safe. Aye, my good lord, safe in a ditch he bides, with twenty trenchard gashes on his head, the least a death to nature. Thanks for that. There the grown serpent lies. The worm that's fled hath nature that in time will venom breed. No teeth for the present. Get thee gone. Tomorrow we'll hear ourselves again. Exit murderer. My royal lord, you do not give the cheer. The feast is sold that is not often vouched. While tis a-making, tis given with welcome. To feed were best at home. From thence the sauce to meet is ceremony. Meeting were bare without it. Sweet remembrancer. Now good digestion waits on appetite, and health on both. May it please your highness, sit. The ghost of Banquo enters, and sits in Macbeth's place. Here had we now our country's honour roofed, with the graced presence of our Banquo present. Who may I rather challenge for unkindness, than pity for mischance? His absence, sir, lays blame upon his promise. Pleased your highness to grace us with your royal company. The table's full. Here is a place reserved, sir. Where? Here, my good lord. What is it that moves your highness? Which of you have done this? What, my good lord? Thou canst not say I did it. Never shake thy gory locks at me. Gentlemen, rise. His highness is not well. Sit, worthy friends. My lord is often thus, and hath been from his youth. Pray you, keep seat. The fit is momentary. Upon a thought he will again be well. If much you note him, you shall offend him and extend his passion, 
Feed and regard him not. Are you a man? Ay, and a bold one that dare look on that which might appall the devil. Oh, proper stuff. This is the very painting of your fear. This is the air-drawn dagger which you said led you to Duncan. Oh, these flaws and starts, impostors to true fear, would well become a woman's story at a winter's fire, authorized by her grandam. Shame itself! Why do you make such faces? When all's done, you look but on a stool. Prithee, see there, behold, look, lo, how say you? Why, what care I? If thou canst nod, speak too. If charnel-houses and our graves must send those that we bury back, our monuments shall be the moors of kites. Ghost of Banquo vanishes. What? Quite unmanned in folly. If I stand here, I saw him. Fie, for shame. Blood hath been shed ere now, if a golden time, ere human statute purged the gentle wheel. Ay, and since, too, murders have been performed too terrible for the ear. The times have been that when the brains were out the man would die, and there an end, but now they rise again, with twenty mortal murders on their crowns, and push us from our stools. This is more strange than such a murder is. My worthy lord, your noble friends do lack you. I do forget. Do not muse at me, my most worthy friends. I have a strange infirmity, which is nothing to those that know me. Come, love and health to all. Then I'll sit down. Give me some wine. Fill full. I drink to the general joy of the whole table, and to our dear friend Banquo, whom we miss. Would he were here. To all and him we thirst, and all to all. Our duties and the pledge. Re-enter Ghost of Banquo. Avaunt and quit my sight. Let the earth hide thee. Thy bones are marrowless. Thy blood is cold. Thou hast no speculation in those eyes which thou dost glare with. Think of this, good peers, but as a thing of custom. Tis no other. Only it spoils the pleasure of the time. What man dare, I dare, approach thou like the rugged Russian bear, the armed rhinoceros, or the hurcan tiger. Take any shape but that, and my firm nerves shall never tremble or be alive again, and dare me to the desert with thy sword. If trembling I inhabit then, protest me the baby of a girl. Hence, horrible shadow, unreal mockery, hence! Ghost of Banquo vanishes. Why, so, being gone, I am a man again. Pray you, sit still. You have displaced the mirth, broke the good meeting with most admired disorder. Can such things be, and overcome us like a summer's cloud, without our special wonder? You make me strange even to the disposition that I owe when now I think you can behold such sights and keep the natural ruby of your cheeks when mine is blanched with fear. What sights, my lord? 
I pray you speak not. He grows worse and worse. Question enrages him. At once good night. Stand not upon the order of your going, but go at once. Good night, and better health attend his majesty. A kind good night to all. Exeunt all but Macbeth and Lady Macbeth. It will have blood. They say blood will have blood. Stones have been known to move and trees to speak. Augurs and understood relations have by maggot pies and chuffs and rucks brought forth the secretest man of blood. What is the night? Almost at odds with morning, which is which. How sayst thou that Macduff denies his person at our great bidding? Did you send to him, sir? I hear it by the way, but I will send. There's not a one of them but in his house I keep a servant feed. I will to-morrow, and betimes I will, to the weird sisters. More shall they speak, for now I am bent to know by the worst means the worst. For mine own good all causes shall give way. I am in blood, stepped in so far that should I wade no more, returning were as tedious as to go o'er. Strange things I have in head that will to hand, which must be acted ere they may be scanned. You lack the season of all natures. Sleep. Come, we'll to sleep. My strange and self-abuse is the initiate fear that wants hard use. We are yet but young indeed. Exeunt Act 3, Scene 5 a heath. Thunder. Enter the three witches meeting Hecate. Why, how now, Hecate? You look angrily. Have I not reason, beldames as you are, saucy and overbold? How did you dare to trade and traffic with Macbeth in riddles and affairs of death? And I, the mistress of your charms, the close contriver of all harms, was never called to bear my part or show the glory of our art. And, which is worse, all you have done hath been for but a wayward son, spiteful and wrathful, who, as others do, loves for his own ends, not for you. But make amends now, get you gone, and at the pit of Acheron meet me in the morning, thither he will come to know his destiny. Your vessels and your spells provide, your charms and everything beside. I am for the air, this night I'll spend unto a dismal and a fatal end. Great business must be wrought ere noon. Upon the corner of the moon there hangs a vaporous drop profound. I'll catch it ere it come to ground. And that distilled by magic slights shall raise such artificial sprites as by the strength of their illusion shall draw him on to his confusion. He shall spurn fate, scorn death, bear, he hopes, above wisdom, grace, and fear. And you all know security is mortal's chiefest enemy. Music and a song within, come away, come away, etc. Hark, I am called, my little spirit, see, sits in a foggy cloud and stays for me. Exit. Come, let's make haste, she'll soon be back again. Exeunt. Act 3, Scene 6. Forest, the palace. Enter Lennox and another lord.
My former speeches have but hit your thoughts, which can interpret further. Only, I say, things have been strangely born. The gracious Duncan was pitied of Macbeth. Marry, he was dead. And the right valiant Banquo walked late too, whom, you may say, if it please you, Fleance killed, for Fleance fled. Men must not walk too late. Who cannot want the thought how monstrous it was for Malcolm and Donalbane to kill their gracious father? Damned fact. How it did grieve Macbeth. Did he not straight in pious rage the two delinquents tear that were the slaves of drink and thralls of sleep? Was that not nobly done? Aye, and wisely too. For it would have angered any heart alive to hear the men deny it. So that I say he has borne all things well, and I do think that had he Duncan's sons under his key, as and it please heaven, he shall not. They should find what twere to kill a father. So should Fleance. But peace, for from broad words and cause he failed his presence at the tyrant's feast. I hear Macduff lives in disgrace. Sir, can you tell where he bestows himself? The son of Duncan, from whom this tyrant holds the due of birth, lives in the English court, and is received of the most pious Edward with such grace that the malevolence of fortune nothing takes from his high respect. Thither Macduff is going to pray the holy king upon his aid to wake Northumberland and warlike seaward, that by the help of these, with him above to ratify the work, we may again give to our tables meat sleep to our nights, free from our feasts and banquets, bloody knives, do faithful homage and receive free honours. All which we pine for now, and this report hath so exasperate the king that he prepares for some attempt of war. Sent he to Macduff? He did, and with an absolute, sir, not I, the cloudy messenger turns me his back, and hums, as who should say, you'll rue the time that clogs me with his answer. And that well might advise him to a caution, to hold what distance his wisdom can provide. Some holy angel fly to the court of England and unfold his message ere he come, that a swift blessing may soon return to this, our suffering country, under a hand accursed. I'll send my prayers with him. Exeunt.